Open your Bibles to John 3. I want to give you a word this morning. John chapter 3. It was exciting as we were there in Costa Rica to see the works, of course, to get some good relax, relaxation and to see the work that God is doing and has done in my wife's family. If you might have noticed there on the same row as my wife and kids, there was a bald-headed man there. That's my father-in-law. And uh, I want to kind of lead into this message this morning off of him and my brother-in-law. How many remember my brother-in-law that was here last year, not too long ago, Jose? He gave his testimony. I let him preach on a Wednesday night. He shared how he had been saved from being an agnostic. And he did not believe in anything whatsoever. And uh, he came and uh, got some bad news when he found out that his future brother-in-law was a pastor. How many know if you don't believe in God, the last person you want to hang out with is a pastor? Amen? So he found out they were coming to visit us, and he found out I was a pastor, and he wasn't too pleased that he was going to spend two weeks in a pastor's house. Well, while he was here, he found out that I didn't have a Bible hanging out of my ear. Amen? That I didn't whip him with it. We just hung out, and he found out we were normal people that loved God, that God had changed their lives that we loved our kids, that we had a good relationship as a family. And uh, he began to watch us for that two weeks that they were with us. And on the final Wednesday night that they were here, we did an altar call like we do every service. And him and my sister-in-law raised their hands, came forward and got saved. And it's been a miraculous salvation. Amen. He has absolutely done a 180. He got back, for those that don't know, uh, to Costa Rica. And the Holy Spirit began to work on him. And he said... Through Voxer and through emails and talking on the phone, he said, I, I, I know I need to get married. They were living together and they got married. Amen. And that was a huge joy for us. And they had been living together for about four years. And then uh, he later on, he says, I know I've got to stop drinking. I, it wasn't that he was an alcoholic because, you know, those people say, well, I don't get drunk. Well, he realized that his son was going to watch him drink those beers and drink those drinks that he would drink and social drinking even. And he said, I want to stop drinking. And he quit drinking. Now he's been uh, set free from drinking for a year and a half. He began to tithe. Amen. He began to do all these things and God just changed his life. And so I've seen a revelation of God's power and a, and a revival in my wife's family. And my, my father-in-law is going to church now consistently with his with my mother-in-law and with their uh with my niece and and uh, we're praying for one more sister of my wife's but my my i can tell you that i've always known my father-in-law loved god and believed in god but he was not a churchgoer and he was not serving god and the whole 20 years that i've been married to my wife i've never seen him consistently go to church until now so I say all that to say this. Here's the title of my message this morning. There's hope for your family. Amen. There's hope for your family. Amen. It, I believe that there's some people here this morning that have got some family members that need to be saved. You've got some sons, some daughters, some brothers, some sisters, some aunts and some uncles, some grandparents, who you name it. There's some family members that you know that are either not serving God at all or they're not serving God the way you know that they should be. Can you say amen? So I want to read John 3, 16, which we all know. We could all probably quote it together. But don't ever get the verses so stuck in your head that they lose their meaning. Amen. God so loved this world that he gave his only son. That whoever would believe in him would not perish. Amen. But have everlasting life. 
Then he says in the next verse, For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, that, but through His Son the world might be what? Saved. How many still believe that that's why Jesus came this morning? How many still know that He can save the hardest and the most lost person? You, I, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand on this, but you may know somebody this morning, kind of like my brother-in-law. Kind of like my father-in-law. Kind of like my sister-in-law. And I'm not dogging Carla's family. She's thankful, amen, that she has seen God move. And I want to throw this in real quick as something free, uh, talking about my, my wife's family. My wife uh, was saved at about 18 years old, 17 years old, um, in a Christian church, but she was raised Catholic. Devout Catholic. Obviously, most people know that those Latin countries are, are uh, even the, the government's religion is Catholicism. And so she was raised in that. She did her first communion. She has all those pictures that you see with the, you know, they're cute pictures too. Cute little Bible and, and the first communion and the baptism and all that stuff. And, you know, the baptism they don't remember. Amen. Because they were infants. And all those things that she, she, she raised till about she was 11 or 12 years old in the Catholic church. Well, as they were going as a family, my father-in-law began to seek God greater and began to realize that the stuff that they were talking about in the Catholic Church was not what was in the Bible. One of the greatest things, and this isn't just to, to talk, talk about the Catholic Church, this goes to any church, any denomination. One of the greatest things the devil wants is for his people, for people to not open up this book. The Bible says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. And so the, the church, the Catholic church and many religions around the world and even today, many churches today, you know, people don't take their Bibles, people don't read their Bibles, people don't search the scriptures like the Bereans did. And so they, 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 they come to church and they have a form of religion and they're trying to reach God on a ladder of steps without absolutely no heart change in their lives, no relationship. So my father-in-law began to read the Bible, and long story short, he began to see that the things that they were doing and teaching were not lining up with the Word of God. And on his own, in his own house, with no help of anybody, he got saved. He gave his life to Jesus. And so when I met my father-in-law, and met my, I should, I should take that back that I had never seen him. When I met Carla, I met her at church. I went to learn Spanish 22 years ago in 1993, 21 years ago, and when I was there, I walked into a humongous church, and uh, it was about 2,000 people there, and I saw a beautiful woman on the other side of the church, and I was not in the spirit at that moment, amen? I just, she just caught my eye. I didn't speak much Spanish anyway, so I wasn't going to get the message. They didn't put the words up on the wall, so I couldn't sing the songs. So you can't blame me for having a little bit of wandering eyes, amen? She caught my eye. We ended up going... You know, meeting that night and the rest is history. But that day, I remember going out to the parking lot and seeing her get in the car with her, both of her sisters and her mom and her dad. And they were consistently going to church at that time. Well, that was the, pretty much the only time I ever remember seeing them go as a family. And uh, I say that for this because at that moment, as time began to go on, we got married and Carla came to the States and we began to start our life here. Well, over there in Costa Rica, I want to throw this out for somebody this morning. My father-in-law began to get a judgmental spirit. He began to look at things in church the wrong way. He began to uh, dissect things and, 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 and uh, see things. And to be honest with you, he was in a church where some things were going on uh, that were probably not God. But he uh, allowed the devil to trip him up. And because of those things that were going on, 
uh, in the church, he allowed the, the devil to take him out of church. And, uh, you know, now he's suffered the consequences all these years of his other two daughters not serving God. And one is still not serving God. And so I say that to, to, to you today because maybe uh, the devil attacks you sometimes about uh, things of God. And, and, and sometimes it might not even be in our church, just the church world, period. We cannot focus on those things. We've got to keep our eyes on Jesus. Amen. How many know we've got to keep our eyes on Jesus this morning? Because the devil's not playing around and he can trip you up and cause you 20 years of pain. Yes. 